When the choice seems to be to tear down the church or build a wall around it, we aim to walk the narrow road of nuance through the wilderness between the warring factions and try to figure out what it means to love God and people well. Hey folks, welcome again to Unbetween. This episode is our kind of year in review episode where we talk about some of what we learned this year, what we what we accomplished or what we feel like we accomplished on the podcast uh, during 2022 and kind of some of what we hope for for next year and just trying to get to some clarity and make some sense of, I mean, it was a, it was a big year, you know? Yeah. Cl- clarity is a big word there too. And, and we talked quite a bit about it and just, uh, you know, cause there's a lot we learned. There's also a lot we, uh, we hadn't quite figured out and are, are seeking <laughs> that, that clarity on. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you'll sense that and you'll get that, but we uh, do hope it is worthwhile and something that you can kind of relate to. Let's jump in. Let's do it. So about this recap episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, what are you thinking? I wasn't thinking anything in particular. Well, come on now. <laughs> you got to be thinking something. Well, one, I think it's cool that we're still doing this thing. And that it, is. it, it, that is it cool. at least for me, it continues to be encouraging and helpful and very much worth the doing that yeah. even if nobody else tuned in, I'd probably still want to keep doing it for that reason but uh, something that has been cool is that um we have continued to hear from folks not in some kind of massive numbers way but we've had people walk up to us or send us calls or texts or messages or whatever and express to us that they relate or resonate with with what we're trying to do which is just to have sense-making conversations about the difficulty of walking the tightrope of faith, <laughs> as right. it were, while, while maintaining, maintaining some kind of orthodoxy or fidelity to the historic Christian tradition or historic Christian way of following Christ. And um, yeah, I, I think that's what we had hoped we yeah. this would be for other people, because it's kind of what, what it is for us. And so that's been... That's been great to hear from folks who say things like, man, I was listening to this episode and I felt like you guys were talking to me or about me. That's exactly my experience. Or I was really encouraged to hear this. And and this isn't us kind of blowing smoke about ourselves. It's just that (laughs) I'm very grateful that it seemed like at times that what we had hoped would happen is happening. And that's that, that makes it worth it for me. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. And that's that's the big thing because, you know, you and I even talked early on. There's nothing that we can say that's necessarily so insightful that no one else is having the thought, right? Or that mm. um, has thought it before, but it's more of, of just having the conversations and allowing people to hear that they're not alone in, in struggles with that. Um, and, and maybe even just prompting them to think through things differently, you know? Uh, not that it's the right way because we <laughs> say it, but... Yeah, maybe a new way. Well, and there was the the Bad Christian podcast started out as a blog called Unlearning. And this mm-hmm. is, I forget how many years ago this was. But at the time, the guys who were a part of that endeavor were rightfully looking around and saying, you know, there are a lot of questions or topics that the church doesn't seem to be willing to discuss openly and honestly. And we want to help create a space for that, which for a while they did. Mm-hmm. And that it really was driven by a, if if we don't talk about this, then people are going to have these conversations outside of the walls of the church, as it were, right. or outside of the 
um, basically, faith or- yeah, that, that's yeah, exactly. Like you yeah. will. It's kind of like if if you don't teach your kids about X, Y, Z, then they're going to learn it from YouTube or MTV or <laughs> Nickelodeon or whatever. And yeah. in a similar way that if if the community of faith does not create space to have difficult conversations about living life under the sun, as it were, and questions about God and about the Bible and about uh, the history of the church and of Christianity and other religions and all that, people are still going to have those conversations. You just won't yeah. be a part of them. And especially yep. if you let them know that that's not welcome. Well, what what we find is that both from reading history and from reading scripture, that those kind of conversations have always been a part of the life and the rhythm of the people of God. And yeah, that absolutely. if if we're not doing that, we're missing an essential part of what it means to follow Christ and to be a Christian and to live life with other believers. And so, you know, like for Ryan and I, we're perfectly comfortable having this conversation together or to talking with yeah. perfectly comfortable. That sounds weird as if it's never uncomfortable. I just mean that we, we both, we both, we're both body. Imperfectly comfortable. Yes. We buy into what we're doing here because yeah. even if the mics weren't on this, we spend a lot of our time doing this kind of thing, kind of making yeah. sense and bouncing ideas off each other and sharpening each other and all that. And that's kind of what it's supposed to be. So, uh, you know, on whatever scale we can help be that for somebody else, that's, that's kind of the whole point of it. Yeah. And, and, and it really is a disservice. I mean, you mentioned it, the, the church is not having conversations like this and if it's not there, it's happening otherwise, but, or it's being completely ignored. And we talked about this early on when we talked about Unbetween and what we were doing, um, the alternative is it could be completely ignored and no one's having it. And then you're just doing whatever you want and hiding that, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to having a community where it's like, hey, I'm struggling with this. This is where I'm at. And having someone who's willing to speak into that and say, yeah, no, that's let, let me show you something else. This this yeah. is why that's not quite biblical or correct or, or whatnot. Um, yeah. I was um, over the past month or so, I've been revisiting some of those earlier conversations we had because some of them are, you know, two years ago and I don't remember them. And I want it's it's can be interesting to revisit a snapshot of yourself at a particular time and see or hear what you were thinking and feeling. It's kind of like looking at an old photo, like, oh, look what I was wearing. (laughs) Look at my hair. Um, I had hair. That's that's what I said. (laughs) I had more hair at one point. (laughs) Uh, Longer hair. But but in some of the revisiting the uh, the entrench deconstruct and disengage conversations that we had those three episodes, it really it really reminded me of of kind of what what we said we set out to do mm-hmm. and what we wanted to spend time on and not the kind of problems we're trying to address as though we felt like we had we needed a platform to say something to to anybody about any one of those things but just that like man. The people are still struggling with all that same stuff that we were talking mm-hmm. about and still trying to figure out where to land whilst being faithful or somewhere outside of one of those or in them or, or, or what have you. And so um, because we have had key people in our life at key moments to help us make sense of those things with grace and truth and with lo- love and compassion, if this checks that box for somebody, that's that's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we hope to do. And it's never been about the number of people, obviously, you know, we, we've kind of gotten to a point where it's like, well, what can we do to help make sure more of these conversations are, are happening? 
And so there's that aspect of it, but, um, yeah, you're right. It's always been about first, just us having the conversations and and forcing ourselves to, you know, not that it's not been, been natural, you know, to your point earlier, it's, it's, it comes natural for us to have these conversations, but we know that's not the case for everyone. So being a place people can hear it and relate and maybe even carry that into other, other communities that they're in or, or or just share it. Maybe it's, you don't have to say it because we did and you can just share it with someone and, and that helps get it started. Um, Cause I know I've been at places in my life and we've talked about this on episodes most likely, but where I did not have a community that I could be, be honest with uh, yeah. because you know, it, it, what you often find the way the American church is structured that even if you're in a, a Sunday school or a small group, you may not feel like you can be honest with them. You may not mm-hmm. really know them. You know, it may be somewhere you go and people you see once a week and that, that doesn't quite build a, a community. You know, and and that's that, that's tricky, as we have talked about, because it it is not a one way street where I show up and people are supposed to Christian me. Where right. you do Christian as, as we've talked about there, there is a certain amount of input that you are supposed to to. There's a certain amount of work you have to do because a relationship yeah. takes more than one person. That is true. But we've also have to acknowledge that sometimes you can do everything quote, right, or do things you're supposed to do, and it's not reciprocated. And then if you feel like you're in that kind of space, it's like, well, what do I, what do I do? Like that, that is also legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. I mean, it's, it's a two way street. So it's, you know, how am I helping? How am I hurting? I think that's something as believers we should be thinking about, um, you you know, and that's even, gosh, now I'm going to get sidetracked, but that, that's even kind of a, a part of what you have to do. How do you say this in love, even when it's true? You know, yeah. because it can be easy to say, well, oh, I, this is the case or this is a bad situation, but I need to just keep my mouth shut so I don't divide. Well, th- that's fine. I get what you're trying, but eventually you're going to divide by keeping your mouth shut because you're just mm-hmm. going to push yourself away from this. Um, well, I would argue that just because uh, you don't have unity just because the same thing is being said out loud by many or most true. people. It's very true. We're, it, there's a difference in gr- agreeing and believing, and there's a difference in unity and acquiescence as well. And so true unity, you can't hide and you can't fake and you don't have to pretend that it's there. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in keeping your mouth shut so that you don't make waves and choosing to not say the thing that is true because you know it won't be constructive. And it takes wisdom and the leading of the Holy Spirit to figure out which is which. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, there's something to even be said about the tension. We've talked about it before, but there's a tension that we live in um, culturally and within the walls of the church. And it's, uh, you know, how is God using that to to kind of form us into what we're supposed to be? And I think we've kind of gotten in a bad habit of thinking, you know, everything within the church, within the Christian community is supposed to be easy. And that's never been the case. It's never been said that that should be the case. Yeah. And, and, you know, really it's uh, a bad model to, to set out to accomplish that when that's not, not, not it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be tension, but. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then. Yeah, but I think it's been interesting. So I looked back even because it, they, they tend to um, not run together by any means, but it it's kind of tough to think through what all you've kind of talked about. And, and so it's interesting looking back at, you know, February was our first episode of this year where we talked about kind of everything fades if it's not sustained by you and then started Mm -hmm. talking through Christian art a little bit. 
And man, even just the, the breadth of things that we've talked about, like then, you know, the whole Disney Hillsong thing kind of happened and we had that podcast. And so we, we've touched on quite a bit yeah. over over the year. And I say that, I mean, maybe it's 11 episodes or so. I know we've got a couple, uh, one unreleased and we'll have this one after that. But, you know, we, we've covered a range of things when we set out to just cover Christian art originally. <laughs> Yeah, and there was a lot of ebb and flow to that conversation, too, because there were people we wanted to talk to that we weren't able to book. And then there were mm-hmm. other folks that we didn't necessarily have in mind on the front end that kind of floated to the surface, if I can put it that way. And we're very grateful with the folks we were able to talk to this year. And Absolutely. You know, those, those conversations, to me, were super meaningful because they were with people that have had an impact on me and that I respect and that they would take the time to have a conversation with us. It's just awesome. And hopefully to be encouraging to other people or to help them make sense of things too. But yeah, you, you don't, when we sat down kind of at the end of last year or early this year and kind of laid out, here's what we want to happen. Here's what we want to talk to, you know, the best laid plans. Sometimes they, they morph and they turn into something sometimes that you weren't expecting, but, um, can still, can wow. still be great. Or are well, still and great. there's the whole, the whole, our plans versus God's plan. Right. And yeah, you can set up your plan, but um, oftentimes we just do that so God can laugh at it, right? And mm-hmm. I, I even thought about that, you know, that, that first episode that we did in February was in the middle of us having new jobs and yeah. things going on. And it's funny just looking back because a lot's happened with the podcast, obviously, but also even personal, you know, I I left that job for different reasons because... <laughs> Uh, I, again, God is sovereign and I think there's a lot to it, but his plan was not mine, you know? Mm. And so that turned into something different and more of a learning moment than, than anything for him to put me kind of back in, in the place where I was in many ways that, that was tough to, to kind of walk away from originally anyway. But it's, it's, it's interesting the path God will take you on if you'll, if you'll listen, Mm -hmm. not that I always do a good job of that by any means. I'm often pretty stubborn. At least my wife says I am. But <laughs> she's, she's right. But I'm I, not uh, any better though. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a thing where it's you try to set things up the best you can. You try to plan, but you kind of have to plan loosely and hold your plans loosely. I guess is the way to say that because if not, you're gonna you're gonna set out looking to do something for yourself as opposed to being used the way God wants you to be used. Um, yeah, and this is especially important for us to remember right now. You know, we had a conversation about a year ago or more about setting resolutions and whether or not those like that going into a new year or do our plans reflect ourselves more than they reflect God. And that's, you know, there's wisdom in that. But but even like Ryan and I have had been having conversations over the last couple of months about what we hope happens with Unbetween this next year. And it's very easy for us to jump from dreaming to scheming, <laughs> I think, or it is for me anyway. And, and to say, oh, we, we want to accomplish all this and we want this stuff to happen and we hope to see this or that thing be accomplished. And, and yeah, if, if it's not grounded in what you just said, then what's what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And that, I had to look. That was episode 10. Um, oh, really? Yeah. At the first of 21 when we, we did that, that episode. Um and I joked with Taylor before and told him I wouldn't get on too big of a, a soapbox because I feel like I did on that one um, in some He's ways. Lying. But He's lying. <laughs> but yeah, I'll end up on another one. But it's, uh, man, it is easy to do that. 
like even you know as i told you taylor my, my wife and i and our kids we went on a drive yesterday because uh, you know when your eight-year-old girl asks you if we can go on a drive through the woods um, and you'd rather be doing that than what you're doing, you go do it, right? And, and so uh, that's right. We did and got to take some some cool photos and get out and you know fill water that was super cold and you know play with ice and it, it was a great time. But it it gave even my wife and I some time to just to just talk. You know, it's one of those things when you get to where you have no cell service, it's easy to not be on your phone. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and in moments like that, you can often find find clarity and, and things become a little more present and you become a little more aware of them. I, I wrote a post um, for another thing a, a few weeks back talking about just even when I go camping, that's kind of a moment of clarity for me. And hmm. and a lot of the decisions to leave the job I was at and pursue what I'm doing now and some other things came over a trip to, um, to Texas and New Mexico. And we were camping outside of Carlsbad. And I just remember laying awake, looking at the stars and thinking through all of this, like till the super early hours of the morning when everyone's sleeping, just thinking and, and kind of being present and listening. And so I, I think that that happens and I've totally lost track of where I was going, <laughs> but we, no, we were, we were on this drive and, uh, you know, it, it, we kind of started talking even about what we would like to do. And, and, you know, we had to kind of step back and say, okay, well, here's what we, we would like to do. Is this what we feel led to do? Hmm. What is this accomplishing? What does this allow us to do? Um, you know, for, for the kingdom, for broader than just, oh, hey, this is what we want. Because there's a lot of things I want, right? But a lot of them are not yep. good for me. Uh, most of the things we want are probably not good for us, if, if we're being honest. That's just our sinful nature. And you know, we, we're good at justifying things, as we talked about, what, five, six episodes ago, maybe? Yeah. Um, it's easy to say, well, I'm going to use this vehicle or house or whatever, jet, in, in XYZ ways, you know, but is that really your motivation for it? Or is that what you're saying to make it okay? And um, I think the same thing with resolutions. It's, that's often what it is, you know, not that you can't use those things for God, but is that what it's about? Or is it about making yourself something and, and people looking at you better and all those things? Again, I'm, I'm going to shut up and listen because I'm, I'm going to get on a soapbox again if I don't. <laughs> Well, you used the word clarity a minute ago, and mm-hmm. I think it's it is a noisy world that we live in. And like uh, uh, Jason Truby w- mentioned in our conversation with him, our first conversation, like the my my mind is a noisy place. I was yeah. I was telling my wife this week trying trying to explain like um, I, I'm not an external processor. I don't say what I'm thinking out loud. I need a few minutes to go sort it all out because I, I have four or five thoughts happening in my brain simultaneously sometimes yeah. or several threads that I'm kind of chasing around in different circles and things. Not, not in sort of a uh, clinical ADHD kind of way. I just mean that like that's that's the way my brain runs. It's just, just running a lot of the time, yeah. chasing thoughts around. And so when I... When, when we're talking about something and I, I go quiet, it's not because I'm shutting down. It's because, all right, I'm I'm suddenly aware of all the possibilities of what we're talking about, and I need a minute to sort those out. <laughs> yeah. I need to – trust me, you want me to get to clarity before I open my mouth because it's going to be a garbled <laughs> mash of nonsense otherwise. Yeah. So it, in the same way that, like, it's easy to land on your first impulse or your first couple of layers of impulses. But I think are we – 
can we be patient enough to get to the clarity that God wants us to have before we move in a direction? And it, it, it's kind of like, not just in big life stuff, I guess, but since we're kind of talking about wrapping up a year and thinking ahead to the next one, that are those decisions made with clarity? Do you have mm-hmm. clarity or are you ju- are we ready to settle for the thir- first thing that makes sense that scratches whatever itch that we have? Mm-hmm. And have we sat with it long enough to, to be sure that that's what God wants us to do? Yeah, and, and that's even even difficult, the whole time thing, because our world is so instant gratification focused. It's it's not always in, in a time we want when I left that job. Like, I don't know that I had full clarity, maybe when I left, mm-hmm. but there was a moment where I realized I was going to have to trust God, even though I didn't. That um, is a moment of clarity, is, though. Because it is. Clarity isn't knowing everything you need to know. It's knowing what you're supposed to do next. Yep, yep. Yeah. And it may be the only thing that you know. Like this is this one step is the only thing that I know for sure. And I'm just going to have to wait and trust. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, oddly enough, there was a whole lot of peace through the whole thing. Hmm. This is where, like, where God mm-hmm. is taking us. And honestly, it was one of the most peaceful times of my life. I tried to make the other thing fulfilling for a while. But you can only make something so fulfilling if it's not what, where, where God wants you. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah, I, I, you're you're right. I mean that 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 sometimes is the clarity is okay. It's clear that this is what I'm supposed to do, and I do it. Um, that may be the only clarity for a little while, because again, God's timing is different. But I think I think sometimes it's to your point about kind of a noisy headspace. I, I'm the same way, and I'm not often as as quick to gain clarity before talking, <laughs> and so. Uh, it may come out a garbled mess, or I may say something and wish I could take it back, or uh, you know, d- different things like that. But sometimes, after that step of clarity, we may be so quick just to latch onto whatever's there that we're hearing, and it's the wrong thing. And and then what? You know, not that God won't be glorified in it. Fortunately, it's not up to us, right? But I don't know. You got me thinking, Taylor. You got <laughs> me thinking. He's pretty good at working with. Uh with us messes yeah he, <laughs> no. he knew he knew he knew what was what was up when he started yeah and uh it's not a surprise to him yeah yeah i mean it's one of those things about expectations right i, I don't know that ours are always fair uh what we yeah. expect in situations but god knows who we are and expects what what we give him often and mm-hmm. so he's able to work with that. And obviously, even if he didn't expect it, he could. But, but he, <laughs> he's all-knowing. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. I'm thankful for the closeness of God in figuring this kind of stuff out. Because, again, I can pro or con myself into something or out of something pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes that gentle nudge on the shoulder, or sometimes not so gentle as the case <laughs> may be needed. Yeah, to remind me, like, no, we're not, we're not going over there. Yeah, chill out. That's not, that's not it. And I've been very grateful to see the fruits of that when I am able to respond to the leading in that way, and then it produces good fruit. That's mm-hmm. a great feeling. It, it's good for us as dearly beloved children to see that from, yeah. from our Father, you know. And just thinking about the. In my good moments when I can see this and I'm not frustrated with where I am versus with where I want to be, 
in whatever way and see the, hey, did you notice that when you did that thing that I asked you to do, that this good thing happened as a result? It's not always that linear, of course. But yeah. did you see when you fell into that pattern of obedience, how it started open up, opening up this kind of relational space in your life with that person or with those situations or whatever? And that, yeah. that's a, you know, that that's really great for us to experience that, as difficult as it may be sometimes. Yeah, and, well, and it's even good for others to experience. You know, I know there's been times where you've told me about things going on and, and shared, and that's good to hear how God's delivered, especially if, if people are praying for you. Hmm. Um, you know, I had someone recently tell me that they were, you know, were glad to hear the way things worked and that it was clear and that it made sense afterward because um, they'd been praying for me through situation. And, and it's... I think it's very easy for us to, you know, ask people to pray for us and then be like, oh, what worked out because of this? But I think it's good for us to, when we have the community, or if we do, and we're able to share, to share that that whole thing, just even as you're struggling, even if there is peace, even if there's um, moments where you're just like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, you <laughs> know, good for people to hear that um, and be able to walk alongside you. Not that they're like helping you make decisions or, you know, well, here, let me, let me do this X, Y, Z thing to make you feel better. Like, cause that, sometimes that doesn't work. Right. I mean, I, it's very tough for me at times to let people be there for me more so than just, Hey, I'll pray for you just because yeah. I, I don't know. I think there's a sense of independence that I, I feel I'm supposed to have and, and a sense of kind of demeanor I'm supposed to carry through even tough deci- situations. But I think allowing people to pray for you, to understand how you feel, what it's doing, what God's telling you, and then for them to see the, the, you know, that the result of that and what God did, you know, again, not what, not what I did, what God did is helpful, um, for when they have moments, just even for their walk. Cause I, you know, you'll talk to people who um, maybe haven't had to go through that yet, you know, yeah. or something that was that uncomfortable or unpeaceful or however you want to say it. Um, but they will most likely, you know, I mean, I think that's something we're <laughs> pretty well guaranteed in Scripture is that the, there's going to be tough times, that life is tough, that we will suffer, but that suffering is going to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that true, but there's times where I don't like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> when that suffering's not fun. And and um, Well, there, there's kind of two ways that I've noticed that when I have opened up my life or our family has opened up our lives to other people and allowed them to help us carry those burdens— there's the literal thing of like, you don't need to be doing that. Let me do that for you so that you can do whatever mm-hmm. or even just rest. Whatever the most important thing is that there have been yeah. people. My wife is one of them who've been like, dude, you need to chill out. So I'm yeah. going to do this. You go over there. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like you. It's more important for you to be doing this thing instead of that thing. You go do that thing. Don't worry about mm. it. And or or like. Even things like, hey, uh, it'd be perfectly easy to sit at home and not do anything, but you need to go out and see these people or your family yeah. needs to go do this thing or t- to be you know, a part of these people's lives. And it just makes it, it, it helps create the space for us to bear with one another in love and to bear one another's burdens because you have that comfortable shorthand with people. But even then beyond that, you, you mentioned earlier that a lot of times what that does is it helps you get to clarity. And it mm-hmm. isn't, uh, at least for me, it it isn't, I'd say probably most of the time, not that something I say or that something that somebody else says to me 
is like, oh, here's what you need to do. It, a lot of times it's not yeah. that. It's just that, well, it's kind of like what we do on, on here. In saying out loud what we're thinking and being honest and open, we we realize what actually is important. And then mm-hmm. the sharpening that, that other believers provide who care about us and, and people in our lives who love us, they help us get to clarity, whether or not it's them giving advice or specifically saying, here's what I think you need to do. It's just knowing that that person who cares deeply about you is willing to help you wade through the nonsense it, to, to find where the solid ground is. A lot of time, that's all you need. You don't need yeah. somebody to write a plan for you or to tell right. you, here's the next step, is they'll, in being with you, slogging through that mud, the next step becomes apparent. And, and that's why I have to work on even trying to, as much as I may have been, I don't know if I so much raised this way or if it's just what I felt like portrayed that I was supposed to be the strong type that doesn't show when you're upset, but like... There's something to allowing people to know you in that way. Mm-hmm. And and when you do that and know others in that way, then you're able to take those situations and know what's needed. To, to your point about your wife saying like, hey, you need to chill out, dude, so let me do these things. It's because she knows you and she knows what you need in that moment, right? Yeah. And and that's what, especially your spouse should be. Hopefully you know your spouses that well to where yeah. you can can do that. Not that it's always easy, um, but but knowing them in a way where it's like, okay, here's what you need whether you know it or not, let, let, let me help out in that way. Um, and again, talking about clarity, sometimes m- my mind is racing so hard or I'm so stuck in the, like, the debris of whatever situation I'm contemplating that I can't see beyond it. I mean, we're all mm-hmm. like this, that yeah. sometimes it takes somebody else who is not you, who is outside your brain, who can see things clearer to say, dude, just this or just that. Or yeah, yeah, and 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 just knows what's changed with you. Like has seen you in these moments and knows kind of your normal patterns. And and if something changes, is able to say, "Hey, is, is something up? Like, mm-hmm. um, are are you okay? Like, and and sometimes it may just be that your life situation is different, and you need a minute to um get used to it right mm-hmm. that that's fair you know that and, and especially if you have changing life you know I, I see things change a lot when people um have kids or multiple kids like it, yeah. it changes what what you do on a day-to-day basis it changes your level of flexibility it changes your level of, of freedom in many ways it's not a bad thing but it is something that you have to get used to um yeah and, and it can change things temporarily maybe permanently based on where god has you and then it's not oh well they're they're different i, I just need to I can't hang out with them anymore. It's how do I meet them where they're at when I can? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? How can I adjust to their patterns? You know, maybe that involves me adjusting mine. But um, you you talk a lot about sacred rhythms and um, or, or we have on the podcast and just about what that looks like. And, you know, it's one of those things that we, we should be able to, as life changes, make sure that we're, we're holding things important, you know, and, and you see a lot about remembering and, and doing. And I think it's, it's interesting. There's been moments in, in life where I've had to just straight up like stop and listen so I could remember and, and mm-hmm. do things maybe the way I would have or, or provide time to even be in scripture. And that sounds horrible, but life changes and you get busy or, or maybe you're just exhausted. And, and when I would normally spend time in the word, I'm not. And so it's okay. Well, I don't just not now because I missed it. How do I make sure I'm, I'm changing to adapt? Now there's something to be said for making sure what's important has a time, you yeah. know, 
and that you're you're holding those things is important, but I don't know. This conversation is kind of wide ranging, but the reality is we're 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 looking back on a year that was full of a lot of things, good and bad. And hopefully we learned a lot from the good and the bad and now in reflecting on it. I feel like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Is that there was there's a lot that could be said and um I think the things that mattered the most are some of the things that you're talking about is realizing, yeah. hey, I need people to do those things for me or I need clarity before from the Lord before I move in any direction. And that, yeah. you know, if if that hopefully what that does both for us and to other people is encourages us to look ahead to this next year and to say law, if I can put it that way, is yeah. that like yeah. slow down, make sure you're hearing from the Lord. Look around and see if you have people around you that care, that have access to you, <laughs> mm-hmm. to the real you, and can speak truth to you, and that you will allow to love you well, and that that really is. I don't know. You talk about New Year's stuff, or what do we what do we want to accomplish? I want to look back on next year and be able to say, yeah, that is what was a part of my life. Yeah, yeah, and and, and understand. I mean, we're going into a new year. People are making plans. They will be disrupted. Yeah. It's going to happen. Hmm. Uh, my father-in-law, we, we did Christmas a couple of weeks ago with them. And because it's over the weekend and on Sunday, he'll typically do a devotion. And me and my wife will lead some worship. And But he, he talked about disruptions and how, you know, Mary's life was disrupted in a pretty big way. Um, and throughout yes. Bible, the Bible, people's lives were disrupted in a pretty big way. And, you know, and how do you handle that? And how do you trust in that? But I told him afterward, I said, you know, it's disruptive to us, but it, it shouldn't be. It's disruptive mm. because our plans are interrupted. Yeah. You know, not because his are. He has a plan and it's not disruptive to God. It's disruptive to us because we're not always looking for, for his plan. Yeah. And, and I think, too, if, if, if we orient our lives around the right kinds of rhythms and we're looking for the right kinds of things, those things are not disrupted by a change of schedule or, right. you know, a negative life event or whatever, really. The, those people, if they are a part of your lives, are not going to be phased when you have to cancel or they're not going to be phased when you have a family member in the hospital or whatever. They're, you know, they're they're in it for the long haul because they love and care for you. And, and again, mm-hmm. if, if you have a deeply if, if your rhythm is commitment to your community of faith or your, your commitment is to study scripture or your commitment is to discipleship then you can work around all that other stuff because yeah. it's just part of what it's 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 what your life is oriented around it's part of you you don't have to like we talked about this being natural for us we've got to the point where we know we're not going to stop doing it it's just a matter of finding the right day <laughs> yeah right. and the right time and it's like oh it didn't work out this week okay fine what's what's next yep. next week look like and we know yep. that as soon as we sit down to talk it, we're going to be right back in the space where we are known and cared for by each other mm-hmm. and that we can do our sense-making thing. Yeah. Our sense-making thing. I like it. Yeah. Is that what we do? Makes I sense. don't know. We'll try to. <laughs> I like it. There's a phrase. Um, I don't know the, the actual Hebrew phrase, but um, what the rabbis used to and still do is they would, they would all sit down together and look at a passage of scripture and do what they called giving it the sense mm-hmm. where they would read it. And then they would all, comment on it together and then a lot of that turns up in in writings you know like the mishnah and the talmud and all that and so there's all these rabbinic writings of people doing exactly that same thing 
Yeah, and you and you wonder why we don't do that enough. Like, I mean, you, there's we're doing times it now, you do right. right. We are now, and there's times you do, but like that. That's why community is important. The Bible mm-hmm. was written to be taken in in communities and to be made the, sense of. The Bible was not written to you; it was written to us. Remember that's right. that. It's a good nugget to go into twenty three with. <laughs> but I think that's the thing, and, and kind of to to hit back on our episode of a couple of years ago is like. Are, are these about are these goals about you or are they about us? And us includes <laughs> not just you, but your family and your friends and your your church with a with a capital C or a little or a lowercase C yeah. and your workplace is like is your life oriented around injecting the goodness of God into all those spaces? Yeah. And you being a part of that in the way that you need to be. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's not, how do we how do we get it there? Yeah, you know that's not a, a yes or no question to just leave after saying, "Hey, no, it's not." If it's not, what can I do to make sure that 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 is my priority? Yeah, hmm. mm. man, I'm gonna have to go have a cup of coffee and think on that, Taylor. <laughs> to quote <laughs> as, you, as we do. Oh man. Hey, well, that's gonna do it for for this episode and for the year. Uh, it seems crazy that it's been another year and quite a few episodes. And again, we just or as we always say, thankful for you all hanging with us and, and listening. And, and we hope that these conversations, though sometimes you know difficult, are, are doing something for you. Yeah, and we there's a lot of things that we hope to do, but we want to hope for the right kinds of things this next year. And we are certainly not done. There are a lot of other things that we want to talk about, a lot of people we want to talk to, and even some things that we hope to do beyond just the, the podcast that are related to these kind of conversations. But... Um, we want to we want the Holy Spirit all up in the midst of that and That's right. want him to help us land on the right things. But if you have any suggestions or any feedback, we'd love to hear it. You can send an email to unbetweenpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at unbetweenpodcast or on Twitter at unbetweenpod. You can follow us there. We post other stuff sometimes, random thoughts and nuggets, as it were. But uh, thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for listening. And we hope... We'll we'll see you on the other side, as they say, eh?